Buckle up, everyone, as we take a ride through the corridors of corruption, discerning fact from fiction and truth from lies, with your host, George Dunn. Well, hello, patriots, ladies and gentlemen, folks all around, all around the world. I can even maybe say that now because... This show that I've been starting to do, The George Dunn Show, is a fledgling startup show um, in testing, trial uh, stages, and so on. Um, Still working out kinks and things like that. However, it already has an opportunity to potentially be on the radio. And this radio station that I have in mind uh, broadcasts, I believe, in 23 countries around the world. And it's growing And um, that's a good thing, especially with uh, cancel culture and conservative and Christian viewpoints being uh, censored and things like that. These days, it's important that we have uh, alternative forms of media, redundancy, things like that. Um, I even uh, have begun to build my own uh, web uh, space uh, just in case. But uh, this is fun stuff. Uh, Praise God for his goodness and uh, look forward to um, bringing you guys more current information all the time and and talking together. So, like I said, the show might be on the radio soon and um, just wanted to throw that out there to begin. Number two of a point of order is a hashtag Biden lied is trending super hot on Twitter right now. And. um, so we did. So here we go. We got a picture of Joe Biden right here. Let's see. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to. The only thing he's missing is this. Let's see. I got a. I got a. This is my band aid. It's called electrical tape. Put it around a little cut on my finger. I, I drilled a hole in my finger. But uh, what I did do when I was drilling, I, I made something better than it was before. But anyway, so. Anyway, whatever. So, so Biden lied. Hashtag Biden lied is trending hot on, on Twitter. A lot of the articles that I'm using today are from Daily Wire. I do I use other ones and and things like that to bring, to uh, collect and disseminate information to you. But uh, these were the ones I was going through yesterday and just uh, found a couple of them pretty intriguing. So, Biden has been busy in his first ten days in office signing 42 executive orders and memoranda. I think it's something like either. 28 executive orders and like 14 uh, memoranda or 30 executive orders and 12 memoranda. Anyway, covering everything from climate change to transgender rights to COVID-19. You know, with the the transgender rights thing, you know, men and women have, um, you know, equal rights. When you when you legislate for a group outside of the sexes. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, transgender is is biologically the sex that God made them. Uh, but when you do that, you're actually legislating extra rights. It's called extra rights. So, you know, um, that means that this particular group has more rights than do just regular men and women or, you know what I mean, whatever nor, – uh, natural group that there is now forgive me if those aren't uh 
politically correct words to use. Uh, but I'm just trying to point out everybody's got the same rights. But when you give, I guess, an, I want to say an unnatural group for like maybe a better term, um, not to be offensive, but it's, it's extra rights. No, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit trail. We're talking about 42 executive orders uh, and man, and um, memoranda that Joe Biden has signed. So apparently he's been too busy to make good on a promise that he that he his one of his key uh, campaign promises was that he was going to get two thousand uh, dollars to Americans hurting from the pandemic. I know I, I've noticed that. Um, the government, when they do send out the little bit of money uh, from after crushing the gig economy and, and um, hospitality, that they send out so much less than we would have made. And they send it out indiscriminately to even those who, whose businesses have not suffered or whose income has not suffered. And I'm glad that they get some money, but no money is free and the government doesn't have any money. They have our money and this is how they're choosing to use it. But he said he would give you $2,000. Well, so far, nothing's come out. And uh, I think even some liberals are getting a little annoyed. Uh, The whole thing, the whole complaint, all the complaints started when the Democratic Party posted a tweet outlining Biden's new plan to distribute $1,400 of stimulus checks to American families that would come on top of the 600 uh, that were approved uh, late last year in 2020 and that equals 2000 Biden doesn't care about whether you get, I don't even think Biden's in control to be honest with you. I think all those executive voters were already ready for him and he's been spending all of his time going like this instead of, you know, doing, making good on key campaign promises. He's been taking his little pen like this and going J O S H. Robinette Biden. Okay, Joseph Robinette Biden. You got to love it. So um, so they were getting annoyed. There was some some tweets going along. Uh, he did. He said 2,000. He didn't say 1,400 uh, to go on top of the 600. He didn't say that. So we've got a we got a little bit of lying going on here. He even he said he Biden said $600 is simply not enough. I, I don't have his I haven't gotten his impersonation down yet. $600 is not enough when you have to choose between paying your rent or putting food on the table. <laughs> Remember? Uh, and uh, we need $2,000 stimulus check. Uh, we need $200 billion. billion I mean, you, you know the thing. Uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, $2,000 stimulus checks. So Ryan Knight, a, a podcast host, uh, led criticism by saying 2000 is not 1400 So Joe Biden is either a liar or really bad at math. He says he's going with liar. I'm saying I'm going with both. Joe Biden cannot even uh, put a sentence together where numbers are in uh, in the sentence without messing it up. Here, I'll just I'll show you. Excuse me, a trillion four hundred billion dollars, seven hundred and forty million billion dollars over ten years. Billions of gallons of gasoline. I mean, billions of uh, two point. 
I think it's $2.3 billion worth of, excuse me, $500 billion in savings and two point something billion metric tons. You may remember, John, when we went through this with a great, with the, that, that, the single most significant recession in American history, short of a depression, when Barack and I came into office, I was asked to manage the Recovery Act, which was $80 billion. $80 billion, excuse me, $800 billion. So you see there, um, I'm trying to turn that off there. So you, you see, there's never an instance in which um, Biden can actually get the numbers right. You know, so, so far he's stiffing us. And when they do check, check, uh, when they do send money, I assume that it will be short. Uh, number three, point of order today. Uh, what a great discount. Biden is killing jobs and slashing workers with his climate agenda. Probably a net loss for coal miners. Yeah, why don't they leave the coal miners alone? They're always going after the coal miners. Uh, well, first, he, I mean, he's killing jobs all over the place. Not only have the Democrats in these cities uh, really, over the course of the past year, uh, hurt and crushed and destroyed many lives in the hospitality industry and the gig economy. Um, and they just say, well, get new jobs. These people have developed a skill and it's not easy, especially when the market is saturated with other people trying to get jobs to just go ahead and get another job. Um, and they, st they begin to develop their, their trade and they start making decent money. And then to go find a minimum wage job because their skill set isn't in any other area. It's just insensitive. It's a shame that people think like that. But uh, leave the coal miners alone. Like, for instance, uh, you, you do remember when Texas uh, sued Pennsylvania because they illegally changed, uh, unconstitutionally, state constitutionally, illegally changed their election laws or at least it was unconstitutional. I think that's pretty illegal. Uh, their secretary of state and governor did it, and it's only supposed to be state legislatures that affect those laws. Uh, but they told Texas they had no standing because they have no business dealing with um, how election law works in Pennsylvania. So if that's the case, by that logic, you should just basically leave all the coal miners alone because, for instance, West Virginia... You know, what does California have to do with how West Virginia, West Virginians choose their careers? Um, they have no standing. That's just my opinion. Um, using, I'm using the same logic to be consistent. But uh, so we have, let's see here. The Associated Press and the Washington Post, WAPO and AP. They fact-checked uh, two claims that Biden made uh, that were misleading, which is a code word for lying. It's just a nice way to say it, uh, to sell his climate change agenda to the American public. So he said, uh, Biden says, he claimed that an overhaul of transportation infrastructure to support a new fleet of electric vehicles would create one million new jobs in the American automobile industry. Well... The Associated Press fact-checked uh, the president's claim on Thursday, describing the odds of Biden's plan resulting in one million jobs as, quote, far from certain, if not unlikely, close quote. 
And the experts in the United Auto Workers have said Biden's plan will result more than likely in a net loss of jobs in the transfer, transportation sector. One million jobs in the, audio, uh, in the auto industry is highly ambitious goal. It would mean doubling the number that are currently in the motor vehicle and parts manufacturing business right now. Um, so, then, uh, then John Kerry, old John Kerry, Herman Munster himself, uh, every time, every time, uh, a Democrat gets gets in office at the at the president's level. You see this swamp creature come right back out of the of the lagoon. This goon coming out of the lagoon. Uh, John Kerry. John Kerry. He, uh, John Kerry says, "You you know you look at the consequences of black lung for a minor." <laughs> he he's always talking about the black lung. For instance. And measure that against the fastest growing job in the United States before COVID was solar power technician. He's trying to say those people can do those jobs instead. They're not trained for it. Are they going to give them some kind of free program and pay uh, for their bills while they're learning a whole new trade? I mean, you know, they're getting older. You know, they've already developed their career. I'm just saying. How about you get a new job? How about you get a new job? Mr. Kerry, well, anyway, uh, so let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's take a look at good old uh, hypocrite Kerry, the climate guy. The president of the United States has expressed in every comment he has made about uh, climate the need to... Uh, grow the new jobs that pay better, that are cleaner. What President Biden wants to do is make sure those folks have better choices, that they have alternatives, that they can be the people who go to work to make the solar panels. They were making them here at home. That is going to be a particular focus of the uh, Build Back Better agenda. Next week, they got no job to go to, John. I know you're married into a lot of money. I know you fly around the world on your private jet, leaving your big, fat carbon footprint pretty much everywhere you go. By the way, John Kerry. That's right. That's right. It's private jet. So um, talking to us about keeping it green, you know those jets like emit, like, I can't remember the number, like four, 40 or 400 times and no, I'm not pulling a Biden where he's like 40, 40, 100 million, billion times. It's a lot, a lot more emissions than an automobile does. Most of us aren't flying to work uh, wherever we might find work. Uh, but he was he was fact checked uh, basically because um, basically because he's wrong. He said it said uh, he. he Kerry earned two Pinocchios rating for the claim that jobs in solar because wind was a higher growing than solar. Okay. In the green world. Okay. So, but here's the last sentence I want to say about that. Wind turbine jobs are projected to go up by 4,300 from 7,000 to 11,300 in 10 years. The solar installer jobs are projected to go up uh, 6,100 from 12,000 to 18,100. Okay, that's a total increase of 10,400 jobs, leaving 20,000 coal workers still toiling in the mines. 
and I'm not sure why they wrote that last sentence because those 20,000 uh, co-workers wouldn't have a mine to go to. So, good job, Biden. Still killing and slashing uh, jobs and and workers and really not sending them any money or shorting them anyway and then not offering any paid training to switch the jobs to what you say they should do with their lives. Uh, really, really just fantastic stuff. So, good job, Kerry and Biden. Y'all voted for him. Oh, that's right. That's right. A CEO of a company had a had a brilliant thing to say here. I'm no, I'm moving around a little bit. Let's try. Let's just look at what this CEO had to say. I I happen to enjoy this. Uh, this is the ultimate layoff letter to employees. Dear employees, as the CEO of this organization, I have resigned myself to the fact that Joe Biden is our president and that our taxes and government fees will increase in a big way. To compensate for these increases, our prices would have to increase by about 10%. But since we cannot increase our prices right now due to the dismal state of the economy, we'll have to lay off 60 of our employees instead. This has really been bothering me since I believe we are really like family here, and I, I didn't know how to choose who would have to go. So, this is what I did. I walked through our parking lots and found 60 Biden-Harris bumper stickers on our employees' cars and have decided these folks will be the ones to be let go. I can't think of a more fair way to approach this problem. They voted for change. I gave it to them. So kudos to that CEO. That's that's really good stuff right there. So our next point of order, uh, fat catch rich hedge fund players uh, get their butts handed to them uh, by the Reddit guys as their short sale beating now tops $1 billion. So you remember, you remember last week that uh, these hedge fund managers, what they were doing was anticipating that GameStop was going to, uh, its stocks were going to fall. So they, they did what you call a short sale and they were, uh, borrowing from brokers, uh, the stocks, they didn't really own them, but they held them and they held them at, at the cost. They, they underbid them. Like say if they were 20, they were like doing holding them short sale at like 10 bucks. So then what happens is they wind up turning around and well, they were anticipating that the markets were going to fall. And so all the, these Reddit guys in an app called, um, oh, something about bets. I'm trying to remember. Let's see if I can find it real quick. Um, da, 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 da. Wall Street Bets, a Reddit-based community that banded together to squeeze short sellers targeting a handful of failing businesses. So anyway, these Reddit players got together and they b bought all the stock and they drove the price up. So while the hedge fund managers were planning on holding the stock borrowed at, at a short sale and then waiting for it to fall, and they would sell it to the market, make a little bit of money, then not have the stock, but then at the end of, say, a month's time, some duration, they would uh, have to buy the stock back but at a lower price and then give it to the broker and then some percentage, and they would have made a little bit of money. Uh, well, so the Reddit guys came along and bought it all. And, and uh, they're just, you know, they're small investors, but they banded together. 
So the little guy figured out how to <laughs> whoop the hedge fund players' butts. And then you had, uh, and then of course, let me let me make this smaller here. Of course, you had um, people like Robin Hood, uh, you know, who cater to uh, these hedge fund managers, uh, not liking what, what what was happening, even though it's all fair play. I mean, you know, but uh, so they shut they shut it down to figure out how to retool it so that the hedge fund managers would stop losing their shirts. And last year, last week, it was like seventy million dollars. Now it's up to one billion in, in losses for them pretty funny i mean these guys are making money hand over fist all the time so just like the election when they had to retool that they shut it down everything stopped um so anyway they're they're slowly beginning to open back up but they're limiting who can come in and play and all that so uh here here's literally a hedge fund manager crying about his lost money right here I care. That's it. Oh, jeez, he's crying. <laughs> I just had to find the clip. I didn't know that Darth Maul or whoever it was uh, or the Emperor uh, was going to be in the clip. But anyway, regardless, uh, so these guys... Uh, are are losing their shirts right now and but they've been playing this game for a long time and finally somebody figured out how to beat them i don't really think it's fair that the little guy was shut out of the market because they won um, so so the uh, hedge fund managers had their butts handed to them and uh speaking of butts it's reported that passengers on a plane en route to Beijing were redirected to a hotel for mandatory anal swabs for COVID-19 detection. Yeah, this is this is what's been reported here. So let me let me just read it to you. <laughs> passengers on a flight from Changchun to Beijing in China were reportedly ordered to disembark after officials said one came from an area deemed as high risk for COVID-19, uh, they were they were then brought to a hotel, quote, where health workers took nose and anal swabs. Uh, said a passenger who uh, said a passenger who asked to be identified only by his last name, Wang. Close quote. This is a, a National Post uh, report. Uh, so, it is my opinion uh, that a lot of these. Um, lockdowns and, and the COVID and all of that are designed for intrusive uh, government overreach. Uh, generally, I think it's a tool that's being utilized by the global the global cabal. Uh, potentially, want well, now you've well okay so you've got the vaccine you've got now a major vaccine company and two countries have put the kibosh on the vaccine saying they're unsafe and they're not doing them. I, I know Macron from France is one of them. He's like, no, man, these are dangerous. I, I think that it's possible that they're using them, just an opinion, as a, a, a means for a, a long game population control. But they're also uh, 
overreaching and it appears that they're using them to dominate, control, humiliate, uh, demoralize uh, all for the all for the purposes of being able to control uh, the masses and, uh, and and keep you down. So they've they found like every way to take your job and keep you socially distanced uh, from Sunday. And, and now they want to, you know, poke you in the places, you know what I mean? <laughs> so they just want to bend you over uh, as, as it goes. So um, let's see, there was a paragraph I wanted to read here. It says, yet for many, it seemed a step too far in government intrusions after a year and counting of a dignity eroding pandemic. Everyone involved will be so embarrassed, one user in Guangdong province said on Weibo, a Chinese social media platform on Wednesday. In a Weibo poll, 80% of respondents said they could not accept the invasive message. I mean, meth, the invasive method. <laughs> they couldn't accept it. The paper wrote, yeah, I mean, I don't really think... I really I understand medicine, but it uh, you know I, sometimes I don't understand medicine, but I really just don't think that's the way it's supposed to go. Um, so I've really said enough on this topic. So next point of order, we have Justice Alito calls COVID nineteen lockdowns a constitutional stress test, quote unquote, uh, which has curbed American liberties to degrees. Quote, previously unimaginable, close quote. So let's see here. Alito goes on. Well, let's see. He says, Justice Samuel Alito said Sunday that he was not surprised at the backlash he faced for saying in a speech for the Federalist Society that COVID-19 lockdowns are a constitutional stress test have curbed American liberty to a degree previously unimaginable. He went on to warn uh, that he understands the COVID lockdowns and and the need for safety and social distancing and all of this, but it it shouldn't be something that's continued. Uh, <clears throat> these emergency edicts have have given people uh, in power a lot of overreach and a lot of potential to want to abuse that power. And uh, so these restrictions, they, they need to stop. It, it, he says it down here. He says, Alito warned that such measures must be kept uh, from becoming a, open quote, recurring feature after the pandemic has passed, close quote. And that's the fear. I don't think that they're ever going to stop this. The masks aren't coming off. You've got Dr. Fauci now saying, oh, I'm not too bad at this one. The Biden one was bad, but. Dr. Fauci saying, now you need to wear five masks, five masks at one time, because then the spittle droplets won't really go through to the first one, and then to five. They're just trying to, they're, they're, I mean, like I said, to me, it looks like a, a, a globalist agenda to take over and to try to take away your freedoms. And of course, as America goes, the rest goes, because... Yeah, we're supposed to be the free place. Um, it hasn't been real free, I can tell you that. For, um, I mean, you've got pockets of, of red areas as opposed to blue, speaking politically. 
uh, where there's been a lot of freedom. And of course, the um, the the virtue signalers and and the um, the shaming police are, are surely pointing their fingers. But there's been really no evidence that uh, the the statistics are any different um, if you are wearing a face diaper or not. Okay, so they want to follow the science, but they're really not doing it. They're really not doing it. So good on uh, Samuel Alito for pointing that out. I just certainly hope that there is a way for us to uh, get through this. Here he is talking about it. Just as the COVID restrictions have highlighted the movement toward rule by experts, litigation about those restrictions has pointed up emerging trends in the assessment of individual rights. We have never before seen restrictions as severe, extensive, and prolonged as those experienced for most of 2020. The COVID crisis has served as a sort of constitutional stress test And in doing so, it has highlighted disturbing trends that were already present before the virus struck. Yeah. The the disturbing trends that um, the global cabal is trying to keep you down and uh, rule you like overlords and um, control you and take away your freedom maybe population control, you know, make the gap bigger uh, so that you need dependence on them. You know, uh, the the middle class trying to wipe the middle class out. Um, So we'll see if this trend stops, but I I don't think that it's going to, I I like doing this one. I like doing Fauci. Uh, uh, Fauci make me say ouchy. But anyway, the masks are never coming off. They're never coming off. So our last point of business today uh, for the end of the show is uh, out with the old and in with the new. Trump tasks two new lawyers to defend him in the Senate impeachment trial, sham trial. Uh, Some other lawyers uh, were removed. They left. It was mutual. They were probably afraid of getting canceled. Uh, you know, you've got uh, Lynn Wood has been a vocal attorney, he's a famous attorney, um, speaking out for Trump. And now they want to, or speaking up for Trump, spe- speaking out and up for Trump. And now the, uh, the Georgia Bar wants, wants him to take, submit to a, a psychological evaluation. He's completely of sound mind. He just is free to have his own thoughts and things like that. But the thought police and the cancel culture, that if you're not running the narrative that they're pushing... Nowadays, mm, people are in trouble. uh, Christian and conservative liberties are being squashed all over the place. So anyway, uh, former President uh, Donald Trump announced his new legal team on Sunday that is tasked with defending him during his Senate impeachment trial, which comes after multiple lawyers parted ways with Trump's team yesterday. He has selected David Schoen and um, Castor. What's that? Bruce Castor. They're highly respected, good lawyers. They've got a great track record. You can look them up and find out what their thing is. But these guys have actually a spine in their back. Uh, Schoen said, it's an honor to represent the 45th 
President Donald J. Trump and the United States Constitution. And Castor added, I consider it a privilege to represent the 45th president. The strength of our Constitution is about to be tested like never before in our history. It is a it is strong and resilient, a document written for the ages, and it will triumph over partisanship yet again and always. I don't even think that the, the, the votes are going to be there since two thirds of the majority in the Senate have to vote for impeachment. And they're just not there. It looks like something like 55, 45. I think those were the numbers I read. Regardless, he's got some lawyers that aren't backing down. Um, that shows a lot of courage. Um, since, I mean, they've I mean, big tech has canceled the president. You know, President Trump. That's that's just un, that's unheard of. It's and and they say it's for inciting a inciting a insurrection, which is what the reason for the impeachment sham trial is for. And he said we're going to peacefully we're going to peacefully march over to the to the to the Capitol. Uh, I showed that clip last week where he said it. There's nothing there that was uh, riot inciting. I mean, you you can have said we're going to fight for our freedom. You know that's hyperbole. Um, I mean, Democrats say that all the time. They, they've actually said you're supposed to get up in their face. You're supposed to push back on them. And Maxine Waters and some, so many others. And some people have said you got to punch them in the face. Where's, where's that censorship? Anyway, it's a free country. They're, they're welcome to say that uh, if they want to. Um, but, uh, so out, out with the old and in with the new, uh, uh, many people have speculated. Um, I think there was some reporting that said that the other lawyers that, that have been removed or left, uh, wanted to argue the case a, a particular way, uh, based on, you know, it not being constitutional to impeach a president who's not even sitting uh, who's who's left office. Uh, but I think Trump has some other ideas of how he wants to do that. And, and it ought to be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out, although we shouldn't even have to watch it. So um, with that, thank you for watching the, the George Dunn show. And remember, like I said, we we may be on the radio soon. Um, what a blessing that would be. Uh, show still in development. So I'm not pitching it yet, but I have spoken to the owner of the station and looks like things could go well here. Um, I want to leave you with this. Although there are many things that are above our understanding in this world, it's all under the feet of Jesus. You patriots have a great day. Keep looking up, keep the faith, and give them heaven. <laughs>